There's a wonderful little book called Prayer for Beginners by Peter Kraft. And one of the great lines he has in there is he's speaking about prayer, which is conversation or communion with God in prayer. He describes prayer as soul surfing, so the soul is surfing on the waves of grace. So grace is God's supernatural powers and gifts, light, inspiration, courage, all the beautiful things he gives us. So if we think of that image of surfing, I always think of back when I was a kid watching Hawaii Five-0, right? That big wave that comes and watching that surfer do his thing. Prayer is soul surfing on the wave of grace, which means we can't create the wave of grace. We don't know how high it's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be low. We don't know what the outcome is, but we can learn how to ride the wave of grace. This last year as a brand new bishop, it's been trying to stay on the wave. And I'm so grateful to God for the incredible graces he has given to me. People have asked me, so what's it been like now that you passed your one-year anniversary as bishop? I said, it's grace upon grace. It's been amazing. The incredible grace that God gives me for what I do. And I've described it to staff that I've been trying to ride the wave of grace. And when I do, keeping my eyes on the Lord, letting him give me the grace, Regardless of what comes, I have interior peace and joy. But recently, I crashed off the wave. I'm as human as all of us through a test of faith. We have in our reading today Abraham, who is known as the father of faith. Why? Because he was put through a great test of faith in his life. He was given that very clear sense from God that he was to sacrifice his very own son. And as we may remember from Scripture, Sarah and Abraham were longing to have a child. It was well when they were well in age, beyond childbearing. And God blessed them with that beautiful child, Isaac. As I ponder upon that Scripture passage, I can only imagine how difficult it must have been for Abraham when he got this very clear sense from God that he was to sacrifice his only son. Imagine what was going through his mind as he was going up that mountain, even when Isaac asked him that question, where's the lamb for sacrifice? God will provide. Oh, Abraham, how did you do it? Those of you who've had children or grandkids, can you imagine loving God more than your own son or daughter to such an extent that you would be willing to do what Abraham did without crashing off the wave of grace? It would be hard. It is hard. Some succeed like Abraham, and sometimes in our tests of faith, we crash off the waves. For me, it was a matter of a decision I needed to make. And as bishop, I have many decisions to make, of course. And it was a particular situation where I had a great love for the souls that I was working with. And these souls, they ho I hope they know how much they are loved. But I got an inspiration from God that I was supposed to make a decision that was contrary to what their desire was. 
and contrary to what others desired. And I started to waffle. At first I said, yes, Lord, I will follow that. And so I did. And I had great joy and peace until the waves started to get big. When I told this group of people the decision that I had made, that I had sensed in prayer, they did not understand, nor did others. And on a rational sense, it would make no sense, just like it would make no sense for God to ask Abraham to sacrifice his son unless God had a better plan, a plan to strengthen faith. And then, when the waves got big, as I started to tremble inside, as I started to figure it out with my own head, I said, this makes no sense. This can't be of God. And I listened to voices that were not allowing me to hear the voice of God in the same way. It's not that their counsel wasn't good. It was good because it was testing me. The test was, was I going to be faithful to God or not? And so I changed my decision and thinking, okay, maybe we can, I can go with the decision that they want. And I lost the grace, the peace, and the joy, and I became more and more restless and unsettled. Until in a time of prayer, God gave that ultimatum to me, are you going to be faithful to me, or are you going to make your own choice? And by his grace, he gave me the grace to recommit to the original inspiration I had in prayer. And so I went back to the people and tell them, nope, I got an inspiration from grace. I'm supposed to be faithful to the original one. Well, they were more perplexed and confused, and understandably, than before. And I was realizing this would bring desolation on the natural level. But as I stayed faithful to the Lord, the joy and peace started to resonate back in my soul, even though I knew it would bring hardship to people. And so I surrendered it to the Lord. A day later in prayer, he made it so clear. He brought that image of Isaac and Abraham to me and said, I was testing you to see if you were going to be faithful to me. Will you be faithful? You, like me, might be influenced by many things in the world we live in today. There's many reasons to influence us. And not that those influences aren't of God. Sometimes they're the precise ones to help us be purified. But did we, or have we, or are we struggling with some test of faith that God is presenting to us? Are we willing to allow ourselves to receive God's grace to follow that regardless of what others think? We might even use examples of something in the world that's happening. It may not even be another person. Let's say it's the COVID stuff. Have we lost faith in God? Have we questioned him? God, what are you doing? How come you're not intervening quickly? Or the racial tensions? or all the stuff going on in our country, the political battles and all that stuff, or things within our church. There's many things. The waves will come against us, but can we stay on the wave of grace, rising above the trials of life?
because we realize it's not about this life. Our heart is set on the eternal destiny which we're all striving for. Abraham was blessed abundantly, as we heard. I will bless you abundantly and make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. And indeed he has. We've been so blessed to be here, following Abraham's example, striving to be men and women of great faith, In our second reading from St. Paul to the Romans, brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us, how will he not also give us everything else along with him? If you, like me, have given in to tests of faith, have given in to fear in light of all the COVID or the racial tensions or things in our country, our church, whatever, The Lord's inviting us this Lenten season to surrender it all to him, to call upon the Lord for the grace we need that he can raise us above the waves that want to overwhelm us by staying on top of the waves, that we in prayer and our decisions can be soul surfing on the waves of grace, rising above all things, however difficult, discouraging, frustrating, whatever they might be, how can we allow God's grace to enter into us? You, like me, might be like Peter, James, and John. When they were taken up that mountain, they had this amazing experience of God, as I have had in this last year, with all the incredible graces he's given me for the vocation that he's blessed me with, and particularly in our diocese. God was so good to me and is so good to me. I, like Peter, would like to say, Lord, let's build three tents here. Let's stay on this great mountain where everything is easy, good, and wonderful. And what does Jesus say after giving them that grace? He teaches them something they did not understand at the time. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. God the Father did not hold back the knife, the crucifixion of his own Son, because the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit loved us enough to take on our sins and the sins of all the world. That's what love looks like. You follow the Father's plan regardless of the cost. And even Jesus, as the Son of God, but having a human nature when he was in that Garden of Gethsemane, begged the Father, Father, if it be possible, let this cup of suffering pass me by, but not my will, but your will be done. That's how you stay on the wave of grace. Abraham followed through with what God was asking of him. God invites us this Lenten season, and I share with you in humility that I don't always stay on the wave of grace, but God raises me back up after I confess, repent, turn back to the Lord. There's a weariness on our hearts, a tiredness of all that we've gone through this last year. Let the Lord refresh us. 
Let his grace into our hearts. Follow his commandments. Live dynamically and vibrantly as Catholics, regardless of the cost. And God will continue to bless us greatly. And our hearts, our minds, and our will will be at peace. Because we have what we most want. God in us.